0: This episode of the Comments Podcast is being brought to you by Huntington University. If you were a season ticket holder, you can still get 25% off all tuition by just going to the Huntington University Admissions Office and getting that deal. It is a terrific deal, and make sure you are visiting Huntington University because they are the ones that make this podcast happen every single week. So speaking of this podcast, let's get right to it. Hey everyone, it is I, Shane Alberani, here to bring you another episode of the Huntington University Comets Podcast. If you are new to this show, your membership cards are in the mail, and if you are a frequent listener, you know what to do. You have your Dakota rings, you know how exactly to listen to this podcast and enjoy it. That's what we're going to do today with Zach Pochero. He is our guest on this week's episode of the Huntington University Comets Podcast. He is certainly becoming a fan favorite, you know, with all the goals and the fights and everything. Everything he's doing we're so glad he is here in Fort Wayne. We had another terrific conversation getting to know uh, one of our newest and now hopefully one of our most favorite comets. So let's get right to it. I am done jabbering away. Here is myself and Zach Pochero. Thanks a lot for joining me. appreciate it. Of course, of course. So how you guys doing? Uh, you see uh, you're, uh, you have your partner there, Anthony Nellis. Is he uh, helping you out with all the tech stuff? Um, he,
1: uh, yeah. I mean, with that kind of stuff, it's more so like he's a, he's a pretty good cook. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he, uh, he helps you out with food and and, and how to cook certain things. And sometimes, or about once a week, he'll, he'll make dinner for both of us, and
0: uh, it's like being being away from home and you you didn't choose nelly so i mean right or did you guys just kind of got got pushed uh, together
1: yeah i think we just kind of got tossed in together and it's it's ended up being a pretty good mix
0: <laughs> is there any uh language barrier
1: <laughs> uh no yeah there's a there's a few things like uh today he asked for a uh, diet pepsi but he called it a diet pepsi <laughs> and uh I put two and two together.
0: Right. It was funny At
1: first <laughs> I was like, okay. And then like the Coliseum, I'll call it the Coliseum.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's fun it making little... fun of the French guy. Sorry, Nelly.
1: Oh yeah. No, yeah. It's funny. He he takes it well. So
0: <laughs> Yeah. I've, uh, you know, I've known Olivier Legault for, for decades now. And uh, you know, he sometimes still has problems with his English. And of course I'm going to make fun of him. Ben makes fun of him all the time. So uh, you think he would have it down by now, but I guess not. <laughs> His English is pretty good, though. It is. It is. But but every once in a while, he'll he'll say a word that will say what, (laughs) and it makes us laugh pretty good. You just want to hear it again. (laughs) He called. uh, He heard someone had the measles, and he called them the Amelias last year. (laughs) That (laughs) may be the best laugh that we had yeah that's that's a good one so all right man well how are you like in Fort Wayne you've uh you know we kind of weird circumstances but uh you're here now and uh you seem to be thriving pretty well
1: yeah I mean considering you know the long layover and um you know not knowing if we were going to play or not and having to work a real job and stuff I think it's going pretty well <laughs> um coming coming in uh you know I didn't play the one game that we lost so and to, all you know, all serious. I've only, I haven't lost a game in regulation. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, so as far as that goes, I mean, I can't complain. I can't be mad or, or say this or that because hell, I mean, we're winning every game.
0: That's right. That's right. So what was your, uh, what was your job? What did you do uh, in the, the, twi- the for the time to, to kill well,
1: before you guys started playing? My dad owns an office furniture business. And um, so I, I mainly one of the grunt workers in the back building desks or going out on jobs and, 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 and uh grabbing some furniture and bringing it back i got to drive the semi a few times this summer that was kind of cool i don't know if that's legal or not I, don't have a <laughs> I was gonna say i think you need a license some type of license yeah. for that right but uh i mean we were down a few guys so i had i had to step up and uh it was uh it was definitely scary but you know i ended up pulling it off so i was pretty pumped about that
0: nice nice yeah so how did you so your dad owns a, a business you said it's a furniture business like a business furniture yeah. So how did he get um, into that?
1: I mean, hell, I don't know. (laughs) I I don't even think he really knows. But I think uh, my grandfather had, like, uh, a business, too, of it. And my dad and uncle were like, hey, I think we could probably do it better if we went. They kind of split ways. They had, like, a little falling out. And they started their own business. I want to say I was, I'd say, second grade, first grade. Oh, wow. That paid for all my hockey growing up and everything. So, You know i really want to learn the business from the bottom up yeah that way if i ever get thrown into it i can i can know what how long certain things take or i can know the you know all the details to a tee so obviously you liked it i mean you you dig it you might actually something you get into eventually i mean yeah definitely get get into it um but as far as liking it i mean i'm (laughs) i'm doing the grunt work so we're working in 110 degree weather and stuff and uh you know, building a desk and trying to have the concentration with uh, some of these bolts and stuff while while sweating all over, you know, it, it can get very frustrating very quick. So I wouldn't say I loved it. I mean, I definitely made me uh, realize that I want my job back with hockey.
0: <laughs> well, you're sweating both ways, I guess. I mean. <laughs> yeah, there's a different sweat, though. With one. <laughs> well, you see, well, someday you'll be the boss and you'll get the office and you'll be in air conditioning. You won't have to worry about that. <laughs> Yeah. And that's, that's what my dad was saying. So he's like,
1: you know, you don't have to do that. I'm like, you know, dad, I, I, I do have to, I need to learn from the
0: bottom up. Right. Right. (laughs) Well, that's cool. It's, that's, it's nice that you had, you know, you had a built-in job, you know, you like, like you had to like go out and look for one, you know, you just say, Hey dad, I got some time. You you need some help.
1: Yeah. That was basically it. That, and I would do, uh, do a few coaching stuff at the rink and, uh, in Vegas at that CNN where they, uh, where they, where the Knights practice out of, which is yeah. a beautiful facility. Um, and that's always fun. I mean, I don't really consider that work cause I'm going out there having just as much fun as the kids are. So right. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, sometimes I may have more fun than they do, but um, so I don't really consider that work. I am more. So if anything, it's just kind
0: of giving back, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you've uh, you know, everywhere you've been, you've well traveled, but it seems like that's what you like to do. You do like to engage with wherever you are yeah i mean i
1: love i love getting involved with the fans and and um you know hanging out with the little ones i know you know i was a little one at at one point and it meant so much when the when the the older pros or whatever were nice and they would they would you know give me advice or, or tell me a few tips and stuff i mean it goes a long way like just even high five with yeah. and make a kid a day and and I, that's one thing i don't think pro athletes really realize like you know there's a you know just a little gesture can go a long way and i mean i just love having a little impact on on some of these little ones lives if i can
0: <laughs> yeah and i can i can attest to that when i was nine years old a comet player gave me a stick and that was it and here i am yeah. 40 years yeah. later. <laughs> Yeah,
1: see, just a little gesture like that. I mean, it may have been his backup's backup stick,
0: but oh, actually, it was a broken stick. It was the blade yeah. of his stick. That was yeah, it. Exactly. Exactly.
1: We don't. We don't know that. We just. We just want to feel a part of it, and that <laughs> goes a long way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, it was that happened when I was nine years old, and here I am <laughs> plugging <laughs> away with the comments, man. <laughs> That's awesome. So, are you are you from Vegas, or are you born in St. Louis? I was born in St. Louis. I lived there for about
1: nine months. <laughs> and then okay, uh, my, I know my mom and dad were working on the riverboat, which was like a gambling yeah. uh, kind of ordeal. And my mom and dad were, I uh, think they saw the light and were like, hey, well, we we know cards pretty well. Let's, right. you know, let's hit Vegas. And that was it. I haven't moved out since family <laughs> dug our roots there. So was it, I mean, like they worked on the, were they dealers? What did, what did they do with the casino? Yeah, boat? I, I think my dad might've been a pit boss and my mom was a dealer or maybe vice versa. I'm not exactly sure, but, uh, I know that they were really enjoying it and they were like, Hey, you know, we could start a life over in Vegas and, you know, maybe double the pay or whatever. Yeah. I don't, I don't know the exact details, but, um, they did it and and they never looked back. I mean, my mom still is a, still is a blackjack dealer to this day. So,
0: so in other yeah. words, do not play cards with your parents. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, my mom, she she told me if she ever saw if if she ever saw me in on her table, she would smack me when I got home.
0: So, <laughs> uh, Did they both work at a casino?
1: Uh, yes. Uh, my dad did for a bit. And then uh, he he got into the office furniture and my mom stayed. Uh, she works for the wind. She's a blackjack dealer at the Win right now.
0: Wow. That's still got to be pretty cool. I bet you she's got some cool stories. I'm sure oh, she's yeah. got them. Yeah, and some of those stories actually drive me nuts. She'll uh,
1: <laughs> she'll be like, "Yeah, I was uh, dealing to a guy today. Do you know his name? Uh, his name's Kevin Durant." <laughs> oh wow! I'm like, what do you mean? Like, yes, I know who that is. And she's like, "Oh, is he like a big deal?" And I'm just like, kind of mad that she didn't even understand how big right. a deal it. Was. Um, I mean, another thing was was Michael Vick. I guess I know he's got a bad rep. Yeah, around you no, know, but. I guess he was very, very nice to my mom, tipped very, very well. So my mom always told me, don't ever talk bad about Michael Vick. He put food on me. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> I thought that was kind of cool because I know the world thinks he's, you know, a bad person. Yeah. that,
0: yeah. Well, that's pretty neat. Yeah, that, I mean, I'm sure you know. I've been to Vegas a few times, and you know, the 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 best people to talk to are the dealers and the cab drivers. They've got the best stories, and the yeah. cab drivers yeah. are just great because they'll just spill it. Yeah, they go all out. Yeah. <laughs> so, man, you grew up in Vegas, so you knew what it was like to be hot. Uh, so, so, you grew up in Vegas, and then you go to like cold places to play hockey. So, what was the climate change like for you? I'm kind of losing you hair. Can oh. you hear me? Yeah, I can hear oh, you thanks. just fine. No, you. There, there we go. Sorry about that. That's okay. It's going to happen. Uh, technology nowadays. Yeah, no uh, but anyway, what I was saying was, so you, you grew up, well, first of all, you grew up in Vegas before Vegas was a hockey town. So how yeah. did you, how did you get into hockey?
1: Well, uh, my dad and mom, we were like, hey, let's go to a public skate. Uh, Vegas had a couple of rinks in town. And so we went to a public skate and I was like two and a half, three. And I got on this little mini skates that they got me and I just took off, like was just skating. <laughs> you know, better than my parents could. And they were, you know, kind of like an amazement. And there was a coach there that said, Hey, how old's your boy, this and that, you got to get him into it. I mean, he's a natural, he can already do it. And you know, my dad asked me, I said, yeah, why not? And I just fell in love with it ever since then and haven't
0: stopped skating since. (laughs) (laughs) So you just, you were just a natural at it. You just took off.
1: Yeah. Sports were kind of my thing growing up. Uh, Like at age two, I could pick a baseball up and smack it across the room. Yeah, It was just little stuff like dribble a basketball and and little stuff like that. I played soccer, too, growing up. I played a little basketball in high school, Um, but hockey was always the love. And and I like at a really young age, I was pretty good at it. So we always were like, all right, let's try to go pro in it. Yeah. I wish I wish I kind of played some other high school sports, but at the same time I don't regret it. But there obviously wasn't a high school team, right? Were you when you went to school? Yeah, for hockey, no. Yeah. But baseball, football, basketball, that stuff's all real big
0: down there. But you had to travel to play hockey, really. I mean, you were probably oh, yeah. on the road as a young kid a lot. So what were when you were a kid, what was kind of the cool places that you went to play?
1: Well, as a kid I used to play for the LA Junior Kings growing up. Oh wow. I would have yeah, they'd always grab me for big summer tournaments or um, I mean, even even a couple of years I played on the team and would travel down every weekend. I played for the, the L.A. Wave, too, for a bit. It all depended on how big the year was for hockey. Like my my second year of Pee Wees, we really wanted to go and play in L.A. Um, so we played for the Wave. And then my second year of Midgets, we wanted to play. Uh, in LA because they played in that Midwest elite league against Compuware, Little Caesars. all. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So I went, lived down, billeted down in LA that year when I was 16. And that was probably the best experience of my life was being in El Segundo. Um, You you get LAX was right there. Their planes flying over you every day, like all this stuff, but we're in the heart of LA and it was like, It was crazy how you could be in the heart of L.A., but it'd be a small town. And it made no sense they had three thousand kids at the school or or maybe even less. And everybody knew everybody. This dad owned this shop in the town. Like it was it was like, how is this such a small town in the heart of L.A.? Like it just didn't make any sense to me.
0: Yeah, it's just more of a neighborhood kind of a thing, because when you get something that big, you know, it just i couldn't believe it i couldn't believe it
1: and i love the experience being able to go to the beach and you know doing all that fun stuff it was you know and playing hockey and then walking outside and it being 75 degrees it was it was the coolest thing
0: yeah so and you so did you do all the touristy stuff when you were there <laughs>
1: uh, i mean growing up in vegas you, you we'd always travel to la probably four or five times a year so oh wow Kind of got used to it it was like our home away from home
0: yeah yeah so that's cool see i've never i've never been vegas is the furthest west i've gone so i've never been so i'm yeah you gotta check it out gotta go to california yeah i actually have a friend who owns a restaurant in in la who's been bugging me for years to come out so uh i'm gonna have to make that trek one day yeah you gotta take them up on that so so you grew up in a warm climate so what was it like when you like went up to Canada to play when you were a kid too I mean that's also a a culture shock and a weather shock yeah I mean
1: it was I loved I loved going and playing the Canadian teams as a kid because it was kind of like all right this is their sport this is you know this is what these kids have thought about doing their whole life what their dad thought about their kid was going to do before he was even born so that i i really liked because it and you also know how good you were you know it was yeah. like wait a minute like they got you know i'm a little step behind these guys are way good up there or vice versa you're like hey i can hang with these kids i can hang with anyone <laughs> so that was i loved it i mean I, I had to move up to Canada and Prince George when I was 18. And that was, yeah, that was a culture shock for sure. Yeah, That's way up north. And they had trees and stuff for days. <laughs> and then when it <laughs> snowed, it like didn't leave till till summer came. And it was, it was just mountains and mountains of it. and Me being a Vegas boy, I was not
0: used to that. <laughs> yeah, you'd probably never seen snow before, right? Or
1: no no we in vegas it snows probably once a year whether it sticks or not yeah that's you know that's another story but i definitely have seen some snow over my time but i haven't seen it to where it was like that to where the trees were completely (laughs) covered and it was just mountains of it like the road had a five-foot wall of snow yeah yeah it was crazy (laughs)
0: So did some of your, the, your teammates on that team were like, Oh, look at this guy from California or Vegas and doesn't know anything about snow and the <laughs> yeah, wonderman? I guess you probably had.
1: Yeah. They would always tease me about it. Cause I'd, it'd be snowing and I'd see sometimes they had the big flakes and I thought that was so cool how you could see the big snowflakes and it was coming down and people would be like, what, what's so cool about that? I'm like, man, you don't get it.
0: We, <laughs> we don't have this. <laughs> Yeah, we get sand and yeah, just just sun and yeah. Yeah, we get dust devils and,
1: and, uh, what are those little bushes that go across? They'll tumbleweed. The tumbleweeds. Tumbleweeds.
0: <laughs> That's as cool as it gets for us. <laughs> but, but, you know, the other way around, if, you know, if you're a, a kid from a small town in Canada, you see a kid from Vegas who's, you know, lived in Los Angeles and Vegas, he's probably just as, you know, the wonderment he had about you as well, you know? Yeah yeah he's like what the heck this guy's city folk that was another thing we'd see. we'd see
1: like a moose or something and i would freak out i'd be whoa look at that look how big that thing is you know and, and like I, I one time i made my girlfriend pull over we were with all their friends i'm like i gotta check this out there's a big moose and a baby and everything <laughs> we didn't get close to it because they're very dangerous yes but it was it was definitely like you could they were so in awe and the fact that I was in awe with right. with them, I'm like so
0: starstruck, like, oh my God, look at that. And they thought it was so funny. <laughs> well, we had a guy on the team uh, who uh, used to hunt moose in Canada, and he told me the story of, on this podcast, that what do you have to do to bring a moose home when you kill one out in the wild? And it wasn't a fun story. <laughs> yeah, that sounds crazy. Yeah. I wouldn't uh, even know where to start. <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: I'm have to help me pull the safety on the gun. I wouldn't even know where that is.
0: <laughs> right. And he was a quite the outdoorsman and uh, he knew exactly what to do with it. So, but you played in Alaska too. So, you, yeah, I mean, you've school. seen moose for days. <laughs> yeah, that was another experience
1: too. I remember we were frolfing the frisbee golf. Yeah. And I threw one, and it kind of went around the bush or whatever. And I was kind of on my phone, wandering over there, kind of looking. And I popped my head up, and I look, and there's a moose sitting there, and my Frisbee's right in front of it. (laughs) this thing was looking at me like, you dumb human. You almost just walked right into me. (laughs) And I literally, was 10 feet away from him, like, he's got me. If if he wants it, he's got me. Oh, wow. Just staring me back in the face, like, come on, man. You're Frisbee. You just hit me with it. (laughs)
0: was that a team thing was it was it a bonding experience between like five guys i remember came running around the
1: bush like hey my frisbee's gone and the moose took it <laughs>
0: <laughs> froth you know i've I've heard a lot of you know what guys do uh you know to, to bond and froth that's the first time i've ever heard that <laughs> yeah yeah that was scary i'm like i came
1: out here to just to throw a frisbee around and i almost died <laughs>
0: almost ran into a moose (laughs) there's a few froth courses here in Fort Wayne so yeah maybe you guys get together one point (laughs) I'm sure you will yeah (laughs) so what how how hard has it been because you know you're on a new team and with all of the restrictions you know you guys really can't you can get together but I'm sure it's probably discouraged outside of practice and all that stuff to get together so it's kind of hard for you guys to kind of get to know each other really yeah,
1: I mean, that's definitely it's definitely it's not so much hard, it's more annoying, you know. Yeah. Um like when we go on the road, you you're supposed to get your food and go straight to your room yeah. and eat it. And it's kind of like I don't want to be sitting in my hotel room for 3 days straight. Uh so that part gets annoying. Sometimes you want to dine in and 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 watch TV and enjoy your meal and have have a nice drink or whatever and you just you're not allowed to do it. The COVID laws are you know it is what it is the rules yeah. rules are rules it just it sucks it, it's getting and it gets old because you you just don't like being so secluded right
0: oh yeah i mean we all are but you know it is what it is it's it's getting better so hopefully we'll we'll get to normal uh pretty yeah. fast uh but no they, everyone who i've talked to it's like you know everyone on the team is like well it is what it is we're you know we're doing good you guys have knock on wood and had any problems which is great
1: yeah, that's crazy. I find, if you would have told me, you know, at the start of the year, you guys will be about two months in and won't have any problems, I would have called you crazy.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people would, but that just shows you how serious you guys are taking this. That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, we uh, we definitely uh, we definitely have been very uh, very strict, and and I mean Fort Wayne too has been very good with uh, with us on you know gyms and everything we get yeah. to ourselves. And um, as far as like at the rink and everything, we get treated pretty good. So it's not, it's not wild to. Yeah. You
0: know, <laughs> <yeah>. Right. <laughs> well, good. Well, it seems like uh, you guys are getting along pretty well. I mean, the way this all came together, but you guys have just already, I mean, obviously gotten together very well. You guys keep on winning. So, you know, that's, that's a good thing But you guys. Obviously you clicked right away.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think the big thing was, is coming in late. You know, we uh, maybe everyone's talents weren't all that sharp and everything, but everyone could see why everyone was there. You know what yeah. I mean? And there was no uh, no weak link anywhere. We all had uh, had something that, that we could bring to the table, and we all respected uh, each other's game. And then, I mean, it's it's so much easier when you got good players around you too. You don't have That's to right. do as much. You don't have to be selfish. You don't. You just do your job. And, you know, good things happen, as you could see.
0: And you, you know, you've been around the league a little bit. So, I mean, obviously, you probably knew a lot of the guys just walking into the dressing room. I mean, you at least knew the names anyway.
1: Yeah, a lot lot of the guys are like Vive and and Jenks and Sid. You're like, oh, man, I've been playing these guys for years. It's nice to have them on my team now. (laughs) Um, And as I mean, as far as like, yeah, I've been on quite a few teams. And this one by far has the best group of guys and. I mean, outside of the group of guys being good people, they're good hockey players too, yeah. which, is, which is the best part. You know, at the end of the day, this is our job. You know, you're not going to be able to get along with everyone, but it's like, wow, I'm getting along with everyone and we're good. Like, <laughs> this is the best business, as
0: good as it gets. <laughs> and it's, uh, um, you know, like I said, nice that that you guys, you know, you know played against each other, but you also kind of know each other. But, yeah, you know, when you look at this roster, I never would have thought, you know, you, Sid, Jenksy, Vibe. You know, on the same team. I, it's, it's crazy, and to see some of you guys on the same line, whoa, yeah. Like <laughs> me and Viver have been playing together for the last five,
1: six games, and I'm just like,
0: yeah. So we got to know you when you were in Quad City. You know, yeah, you we were each other times. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, we certainly certainly uh, fans certainly knew about you quite a bit back in those days. But, uh, you know, that was that was, you know, I kind of uh, I'm sad that we don't go to Quad City anymore. That was actually always a a good trip. Yeah,
1: I really enjoyed that team and that program. They had a good little fan base and, um, you know, they supported the town supported us pretty well. I was really sad to hear that they went under.
0: Yeah, they they had you know that was that's one of those kind of a mystery market because at one point I mean they would get nine thousand in there every game and then it just kind of fell off when they went to the AHL and then just couldn't quite get it back. But uh, no, I've had a lot of fond memories going to Quad City and it is kind of sad that it's uh, you know not what it used to be. Actually, I don't think they're playing this year right now, right? Yeah, I don't think so either. I think they went to the SP, but yeah. I don't know if they're playing right now. Yeah. So, yeah, no, that's kind of – well, same thing with Alaska. There's no team in Alaska. Another place where yeah, you played. No.
1: That one kind of made sense, though, with the whole travel they had. I mean, it kind of – at some point. But, yeah, I mean, when we were there, yeah, it'd be a Wednesday night, and they packed the whole house. It was like, holy cow. So, what was that like? I mean, because you
0: guys had – obviously had to fly everywhere. I mean, there was yeah, no back and forth. I,
1: I was there for a little short stint and right. I mean every time we would uh we'd go somewhere, yeah. Yeah, they uh over there they would uh at the end of the year if you stayed on the team all year you ended up getting a free trip from all the miles. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's nice. Where, where did you go? Oh, because you didn't wear that the, the whole season. So. I
1: wasn't there the whole
0: year, yeah. but uh, I'm sure some of the guys went somewhere cool.
1: <laughs> Someplace a lot
0: warmer, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've been there for sure. Uh, oh, So, yeah, actually, we, we went to Alaska one time, and I, I didn't make the trip, unfortunately. Um, we kind of made the miscalculation that it was such a late start, Fort Wayne time, that maybe no one would be listening. So I decided to stay back. <laughs> yeah. And missed out on it, but now nah, that's all right. <laughs> yeah, it's a beautiful place. it really is, yeah, I got to go to Newfoundland, so you know, I think that was kind of a trade off <laughs> yeah, that one i haven't been there, and I bet that one's really cool yes, it is that's I'm glad that i i we went, and uh it's it's yeah, I mean, it is something to see. It is a special kind of cold. I've never experienced anything like that ever. Uh, I don't wish to I'm sure it's beautiful in the summer but that was a special kind of cold <laughs> I bet. yeah I bet. <laughs> so you said you have you said you have a, a sister or a brother yeah I got a uh, I got both I got a, okay a
1: little sister who is 20 and then I have a little brother who is 17 and he's doing his senior year of school online and I feel so bad for the little guys.
0: oh yeah yeah my uh, daughter just missed she graduated two years ago so she's been doing the college thing online but uh, yeah I I couldn't imagine it would be rough doing your senior year online
1: yeah just the you know with all your friends and school and being the top dog and not even being able to be at school I can't imagine that
0: (laughs) so you're the oldest right yeah yep I'm the oldest (laughs) are you uh are you still somewhat uh I mean you're the first born so you know the middle kid now we know how that goes sometime, but are you still kind of the, the baby a little bit?
1: Yeah, I'd say, yeah, uh, they, they, uh, I, my little brother and sister didn't really play sports or right. anything. So I think my, my parents are a little proud of, of the whole hockey thing and whatnot, but I, they still love us the same. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, did you, was your dad an athlete or your mom? Did you guys did they? Yeah. My,
1: my dad was a pro boxer. And, uh, um, he did that for a bit. I think he did like three or four fights and he, uh, had like an epiphany where he was like, you know what, this isn't worth it. I worked my whole life for, (laughs) you know, to be fighting in this and I'm going to end up brain dead if I keep going. So he, uh, he bailed out on that. Um, and my mom, no, she wasn't, she wasn't much of an athlete, but her whole side of the family was all, all six, five basketball athletes. Oh, wow. Oklahoma football and all like they, there's some crazy athletes on that side of the family um, but yeah I'm the tallest Pacero ever <laughs> My dad's five six that whole side of the family's five six little Italian guys and, <laughs> and then there's me who's
0: six two it just blows them away <laughs> <laughs> so dad was a boxer did, she, did he ever give you any tips you know because you occasionally drop the gloves every now and again
1: Yeah, I mean, I try to I try to fight within my weight class. I try not to go (laughs) out of out of the out of the range. But um, yeah, I mean, they definitely has given me some advice, you know, on fighting guys that are big and small and and just how to how to kind of tie up and how to block if I don't have a good tie up and just stuff like that. Um, But I think the biggest thing from what I've learned from fighting is just fighting. Right <laughs> after, after getting beat up about nine times in juniors, I was like, "All right, I got to figure this out."
0: Right, you got to learn how to do it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "I'm
1: tired of getting these headaches. So I need to figure out how to block these punches."
0: Because <laughs> I think I'm sure you know it's you know most fights just happen in, in the in the heat of the moment. You're not thinking about uh, you know any type of style or anything. <laughs> Yeah, he's,
1: well, from what I've yeah, I mean usually a guy's like around my height, I can handle fine or whatever. It's more so when I'm fighting some six five, six six guy, I'm like, I need to figure out how to not get beat up real bad.
0: No. <laughs> well, don't upset Viver anytime, so Yeah, exactly.
1: See <laughs> a guy like him, though, I wouldn't even fight him. I'd just wrestle him and try to go down.
0: <laughs> that's not even worth it. That's the guy. Yeah, that's the guy you just you you want on your line to protect you as well, and you don't want to yeah, have exactly. to deal with him either. <laughs>
1: Exactly. Those guys. There's certain guys in this league. You just admit defeat. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> you don't try to. You don't try to to take them on. There's a couple guys like that bull guy that was on Indy. Right. That guy had no neck, and there was no way <laughs> I was. I was just like, get out of the way when that guy comes rolling through.
0: Yeah, he seemed to be. He, he was larger than some of the cars I've owned. I was a big man.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, he and he hit like a truck too. Like. It was uh, – hit you, and he'd knock you into next week if you weren't looking.
0: So, so obviously, you're you're fully aware of guys to avoid on the ice, whether not, – not dropping the gloves, but at least get in the corner with them. Oh, definitely. I mean,
1: not so much worried about getting in the corner, but you don't really want to make them mad either, just so <laughs> that way they can turn it on to another level, you know? Because you got teammates and stuff, too, that, you know, that guy has a free chance to run and hit, like, like – you know, the D-man on our team, like, hey, don't make him mad because he chips it into our corner. He's coming to hit us, not you. Right. <laughs> so and that bat, I kind of realized, I'm like, ah, oh, that's a good point. You know, he's not, <laughs> not going to come after me. He's going to start hitting my own teammates.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of getting people mad, let's talk about the thing that's going on with Wheeling. What's with going on with, with, with Tyler Drevich. And you're the one who kind of called him out. You were the first one.
1: Yeah, I um because I figured, you know, I had a little hot start and he uh he tries to pick and choose who he, who he wants to fight, so I figured, all right, well, hey, I'll give him the chance if he wants to fight someone, I'll fight him. What is he going to say he's better than me because that's right. not true, you know. So or or I'm not good because so I, like guys like that, I, I'm more than willing to fight and take on because I think I can handle my own against them. Um but it's just other guys like Hunt and stuff like that. So yeah. like is it a fair trade-off one, or is it worth it? And, um, I mean, even though I think Hunt was actually a very good player over this past uh, past little go-around, I was very surprised in his game. He was making some good plays, and uh, I wasn't expecting that. I figured he'd just be running around trying to hurt guys and, and be crazy. But he, it looks like he's kind of developed into a better hockey player.
0: Yeah. But, I mean, you were the guy, you know, when, when Drevich doesn't like to get off the ice after warm-ups, you were the guy who stayed out on the ice – yeah stared him down
1: i like to i like to be out there like when we're on home ice i like to be out there till the end and i mean the fact that it i never usually have a standoff with another team like that but the fact that it was him and he was trying to to uh you know win that little battle it was like all right I'll take them on here you know I'm gonna win this battle I'm, I'm staying out here you
0: know yeah but that's you know what and you run into those guys I mean I've been around this game 30 plus years and you just have those guys who are who are gonna do things like that but they're so they're so superstitious as well I mean that's just one of the things they do you know I don't think it's anything to be they're deliberately trying to be annoying it's just something they do
1: Yeah. And that's like why I was out there. I like to be the last guy off and I was like, all right, we're doing this. I'll wait all day then. (laughs) We waited for like six or seven minutes on that one too. I was like, man, I'm going to have to, I'm not even going to be able to go into the locker room and get a water or anything. I'm going to have to just just sit right on the bench and play this first period.
0: And that's, you know, what and, and. People might complain about something like that, but I think that's just great theater, especially for minor league hockey. It's just a storyline, so I love it when guys do stuff like that. I do. It's, it's it just turns it turns the just that much just more more fun. You know, you're not going to yeah. see that at the NHL level. It's something yeah. that you just do.
1: It, it adds a little flavor to that game too. It's like yeah. all right, it's a little personal now.
0: Yeah, yeah, and especially you know you have to play each other so often, you got to have a little spice every once in a while.
1: That's what's crazy. And that's what we were telling that kid. We're like, Hey bud, like we're going to play you 18 times. Like you're already made us every single guy on our team. So mad. (laughs) (laughs) And and that, that you got to tip your hat to the kid too. I mean, he's doing his job. He's got us pretty riled up. It was got to a point where we had to go into the locker room and Benny was yelling at us saying, Hey, like this guy is irrelevant during the game, but he's got us so worked up that he is actually making an impact.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Was- I mean, he was, he was winning the little, the little mental battle there. So uh, yeah, yeah. So
1: he was kind of messing with us, getting some power plays out of it and stuff. And it was like, wait, this guy's actually doing his job and we're letting him do his job here. That's not good.
0: <laughs> well, it's good that, uh, that Benny recognized it as well. <laughs> yeah, I think we all did too. At one point
1: we're like, wait a minute, I'm getting too worked out. This that has two points and 17 games. <laughs>
0: Oh, so oh. Speaking of wheeling, uh, the the other night, uh, how much razzing did you get for missing that empty net?
1: Oh. <laughs> Jeez, from, from my teammates
0: or her? yes. Is, well, from anybody, is, because when, uh, when you missed it, I'm like, that guy's life is going to be hell for about 15 minutes after this game.
1: Oh yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> I mean, it,
1: I couldn't even sit down on the bench first without taking it from some of the guys, like uh Leifer and Nellis were like, man, are you kidding me? Like they, they were, they were joking, but I can't, sure. I was like, man, I can't believe I missed that. And they both immediately just were like, I can't either. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Like, and I was just like, I felt so bad. I'm like, not so much that you know i don't care about the whole goal point thing i felt yeah. bad for my teammates that i let them down right there
0: <laughs> but it's one of those things where you won the game it's all good everyone's gonna get a good laugh so <laughs> yeah yeah i mean
1: today we uh Leifer went and passed a few pucks off the wall as it came out to the middle. he's like all right put these in the net we're working <laughs> on this I was like, "All right, fair enough let's do it
0: so, yeah, that was one of those moments I uh, you got the puck and I was getting ready to yell goal and to make it worse that it even kind of rimmed out. So it was like yeah, it didn't even stay down there. Passed. That's like your heart yeah. stops.
1: Yeah, I was like, oh, no, <laughs> I felt like that Dallas player when they were playing Edmonton, he went for the empty netter and missed it and they grabbed it and went down. And yeah. yeah, I was like, no, don't do this <laughs> to me.
0: So I'm sure you had that, that moment of panic, but that'll be just oh, one of those moments that everyone's going to laugh at.
1: <laughs> yeah. We all had a good laugh. I mean, what was frustrating for me is I felt like I threw everything at that goalie that night and couldn't get a, get a goal. And then the free net, I get, I missed the whole <laughs> net. I'm like, wow, what I, it was not meant to go into the net tonight.
0: <laughs> That tonight. was one of those nights. <laughs> yeah, it was, it really was. And, then, and
1: that goalie played really well that night. He was, he was making some big saves.
0: Yeah. I know he, he robbed Jenksy twice.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's a couple that hit the post and stayed under him. Uh, I think we had a good power play uh, play where we threw a back door and the guy shoved it back into him. It was like, man, this guy cannot. You're not getting anything by him today.
0: Are there any goalies that you like? Oh boy, not this guy again. You know, there's some guys who got your number. Uh,
1: yeah, there is. There was, uh, there was one for Tulsa. I think he came out of retirement Williams. I think it was or something. Yeah. Devin Williams. Yeah. Yeah. He came out of retirement and I couldn't score on the guy. And it was the year I was going for the title. I was real mad because I'm like this guy a week ago, didn't have a job, (laughs) you know, this league. And now he's making all these crazy glove saves and all this stuff on me. And I've been working at this all year.
0: Well, you had, you know, you played with CJ Mott, who was a guy who just had the Comets number for a long time. And uh, I've said this for years, sign CJ Mott, please get him on our side.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Sidlowski was saying something about him, how he's just a stud. And uh, we had him the year that we weren't very good. And if we didn't have him, I mean, we got blown out by a touchdown in some of the games we played. Like he was, he was a wall. He was a gamer. He's one of those goalies in practice. He's pretty good. But when it came to a game, he stepped up and he was ready for whatever moment or whatever task that was going to be thrown his way.
0: Yeah, I I remember the night where we played back-to-back games. Uh, We played Friday or Saturday night in Quad City. then It was Sunday afternoon back in Fort Wayne, and there was an ice storm. And we managed, we were on the bus, we managed to get ahead of it a little bit, but you guys, I'm not sure if you were on that team or not, but you guys didn't get to Fort Wayne until like 11 a.m. and it was a you know, five o'clock start and <laughs> CJ went out there and made 60 saves and and beat us.
1: Jeez. <laughs> no, I wasn't on that team. I would have remembered that.
0: Yeah, that, that was a memorable game. <laughs>
1: I, I definitely know what what Mott you got that night because he there was a few times I seen him in the zone and I was like all right he's in the zone I got to get going and help him out yeah
0: so it was Quad City and then you you played Allen for a few years I mean that's always a nice yeah. spot yeah
1: I went to Norfolk after Allen or after Quad City and that was that was that was a rough year we didn't have a very good team and uh, I mean the guys were good it was fun to be around the guys. But it was very miserable to go to the rink. I think we won three games at Christmas break. Oh yeah, and it was just yeah. I was like, oh god, this. We'd play Florida and we wouldn't even touch their ozone. It was. I remember calling my dad like, I don't think I have it anymore. This game, this game might be passing me up. <laughs> and uh, a lot of moments like that on that team. But then, yeah, two years in Allen, that was, that was definitely a, a very big learning process for me. You know, with Martinson, big old time old school oh, yeah. coach. Uh, and having to, uh, you know, I, I don't mind being yelled at and stuff like that. It doesn't bother me. There's nothing you can say to me that my mom and dad hasn't already said. <laughs> so. Um, but it was just, you know, a mental part of it, you know, being, you know, being yelled at consistently that often was, you know, as tough. And my second year there, we weren't very good. So it was definitely a lot of yelling and, um, <laughs> But uh, it was I mean, you're living in Texas. You're 20 minutes from Dallas. I love the state of Texas. Yeah, I think it's awesome. Um, You know, and Dallas is very cool, too. When you want to get away from from Allen, you just get on the freeway 20 minutes and you're in the heart of Dallas. You're like, wow, this is cool.
0: And Texas is becoming this hockey state, too. It's weird when you now we're seeing people when I see the roster from Texas. It's weird
1: yeah that is that's why they always had a decent team when i was a kid growing up they they i think seth jones played for them and and a couple other kids that were big names um and and they weren't bad i remember them being
0: pretty good yeah it's just it's still i mean i still when i see kids from uh uh california it's still weird to me (laughs) but there's
1: quite a bit i think that rivera for wheelings from cali yeah um, you know, McNicholas for, uh, Indiana or for Indy, he's from California, uh, Scotty Savage on that team's from California. I'm just naming off names that I know because I played against them growing up or with them. Um, but there's quite a few Cali's got Cali, I'd say is a bigger hotbed for, for hockey than Texas and, uh, and Vegas. That's for sure. There's oh, really? Yeah. They got, they got some, some good hockey down there, some good programs, um, you know, They got what three NHL teams down there, so
0: yeah, you know, I guess it's uh, yeah, I guess it's it's growing, and I know uh, if you if you ask Ben Boudreau, he's got some very fun stories because his dad coached Anaheim, and then uh, he coached in Bakersfield, so he's got some uh, some fun traveling stories. Uh, So you should ask him about when he was moving from California to Norfolk when he got that job, and he lost the trailer in Oklahoma that he was pulling.
1: Mid drive, it just came off.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh. So ask Benny about the trailer. What happened?
1: (laughs) Yeah, that sounds terrible.
0: Oh, man. Well, man, I appreciate you taking a little bit of time. I, I really do. Uh, you know, dealing with technology issues and all that stuff. But, uh, you know, I don't get to hang out with you guys much since, you know, we're not tra- we're traveling separately now. So uh, but it's nice to, to finally talk to you for a minute. And, and just, you know, you just you fit in so well here in Fort Wayne. We hope you like it. And we hope you, you stay here for a while.
1: I mean, I love it and I hope they could have me as long as I, you know, they're willing to, I I really enjoy it. I like the town. I like the, you know, the team, the people, I love the the culture. Um, You know, there's no place I'd rather be.
0: Well, we're going to do our best to keep you here, man.
1: I love that. I love that.
0: (laughs) All right, buddy. We'll take care. All
1: right. Take care. Thank you again.
0: Another one for the archives. It is up. It is there forever for everyone to enjoy for generations to come. Yes. Myself and Zach Pochero, another classic episode. I hope everyone enjoyed it. Uh, We had some technical difficulties. I'm uh, not doing this in person with the guys uh, right now, Uh, so you run into uh, some problems there with technology, but we worked through it. I think it turned out pretty well, and uh, I hope you guys enjoyed listening to it as much as I enjoyed uh, conducting the interview. So that is it. That is our show. Be on the lookout for the next episode of the Huntington University Comets Podcast. I have been your host, Shane Alberani, and you will listen to us next time.